welcome to Are You Karate Kidding Me? Your number one source of recap analysis and news for Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid. And all things from the Miyagi-verse. I'm Jenny Carlson. And I'm Colin Cannaday. Uh, welcome. So, Jenny. Yes, Colin. Uh, how are we feeling about Cobra Kai so far? Well, I mean... Am I supposed to pretend that I'm not already totally in the tank for Cobra Kai? I don't know. I feel like we're on the march to season two. We are. Um, we should definitely say something about what's happening contemporaneously in the Cobra Kai world. Oh. Yeah. So so tell me, what's happening contemporaneously in the Cobra Kai world? Well, they're shooting season two right now. They are shooting season two as we record this. Uh-huh. They are midway through season two. They're tantalizing tidbits. They're tantalizing tidbits. We can see... well. I don't want to spoil season one of Cobra Kai until we reviewed it. Oh, good point. But we can see that Billy Zabka and Ralph Macchio are hard at work. Yes. As is their coterie of kid acolytes. Yes. Yes. If you want to be spoiled, if you want those season two tidbits, you can always check out our Twitter feed. That's true. You can check out our Twitter feed. I try not to post too many spoilers, but I follow the cast. So when there's something cool or funky or somebody has a birthday... Uh, We post it. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to get that cross-promotion warmed up. Plus, every so often when we're in the middle of a Cobra Kai or Karate Kid-related event, we live-tweet. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, Cool. So, uh, with that out of the way... Back here in Season 1, we're reviewing Episode Uh 3, Escaletto. Let's proceed to Cobra Kai, Episode 3, Escaletto. 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 It's nighttime in the city. It's nighttime in the city. It's uh, it's a little bit noir. Uh-huh. At the Reseda Flats apartment, Miguel's grandma, who is named Rosa, played by Rose Bianco, uh-huh. is cooking yes. Ecuadorian cuisine in the kitchen. Right. Knocking on the door to see if Miguel will come set the table for dinner. Mm-hmm. And Miguel is shadow boxing. In the bedroom. She's just like, oh, come on, from outside the door. She assumes that he's... A teenager. Yes, exactly. She assumes that he's He's a teenager teenager. and doing what teenagers do. Yeah, what we think teenage boys do when they're alone. But like like all teenage boys, he's shadow boxing. It's a fair assumption. And then his mom, Carmen, comes home. She's played by Vanessa Rubio. Mm -hmm. She comes in. Um, she is either a doctor or a nurse practitioner, either way, healthcare yes. worker. Uh, Halloween's coming up and there's some Halloween discussion. Yes. Uh, Miguel wants to go as Deadpool because of course he is, he is a teenager. He's a, he's, and if there's yeah. two things we know about teenagers is they get up to stuff in their room and they all want to go as Deadpool for the big Halloween I mean, like dance. you do. And while they're discussing that and whether they will make him a Deadpool costume, establishing that they can't necessarily afford to buy it. She also notices that his hand mm-hmm. is beaten up. Yeah. So Miguel's mom still doesn't know that he's doing karate after school. So cut to... Jump over to the Cobra Kai dojo the next morning. Exactly, where he's hitting the OG dummy. Mm-hmm. Or at least OG-style dummy that used to be in the yes. old Cobra Kai dojo while Johnny is in his office yes. looking at bills that are unpaid in a sad whiteboard that says that Miguel is his only current student. Yeah, I mean, all Miguel wants to do is kick and break boards. Unfortunately, kicking and breaking boards is expensive. And Johnny doesn't just need Miguel. He needs all of Miguel's friends to sign up. Or else they really can't proceed with more lessons. Also, Johnny is sporting yet another world-class t-shirt. Yes, Johnny's got a bunch of very uh, authentic, distressed 80s rock t-shirts. 
And Miguel's like, well, have you thought about a marketing strategy? And Johnny's like, of course, in his lame ass. Yeah. Have you thought about ads? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of sure. Of course I have. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so then we go to the LaRusso Mance where Amanda's coming downstairs complaining to Daniel about his cousin Louie not coming into work and generally slacking off on the job. Yeah, we're establishing Louie's unreliable very early. And Daniel, meanwhile, is super distracted looking out the window because Kyler is picking up Sam and they're kissing in the driveway. And mm-hmm. Daniel has obviously taken to heart Johnny's ad that he doesn't know his daughter as well as he thinks. Speaking of unreliable, duplicitous people, yeah, Kyler is outside. (laughs) There's a nice exchange here between Amanda and Daniel where Amanda insists he's harmless, which is in a way true, and Daniel insists... I've known plenty of guys that seemed harmless that were real pieces of crap behind the scenes. Daniel is worried, and then we also see him at the dealership talking to Louie, his cousin, and Anoush, the other guy who works for him, Mm -hmm. um, about his issue with Sam, and... You know, they really don't have much productive stuff to say. Like, they're just suggesting that he threatened the guy, like, jungle fever style. Look, their advice, you know, whatever movie they're pulling it from, is less than useless. And the women are, the way they're talking about Sam, their boss's daughter, is sort of like an object. Mr. Treehorn treats objects like women, man. If these are the people that Daniel can confide in, he doesn't really have any peers Mm -hmm. or any really close friends that he can trust he's lonely yeah it's lonely at the top um and uh, but speaking of sam we are gonna jump over and join her for lunch over at the high school yeah everybody's sitting there listening to counselor blatt mm-hmm. uh explaining that they shouldn't be bullying each other yeah um, counselor blatt is played by aaron bradley dangar uh she yeah. also goes on to say that um there's gonna be a halloween dance mm-hmm. um you know we can see that the kids just don't care that they don't, yeah. they don't, it, her ad, admonishing them not to bully, none of them seem to believe that's going to help. Yeah. And also, you know, she's making suggestions like be a gender neutral uh, hospital employee instead of a right. nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Like try not to oversex yourselves. Well, it's this. In your Halloween costumes. And they also don't take that very seriously. It's doing a great job of establishing the divide between the, the cartoonishly progressive one dimensional staff of the school and the cutthroat uh, dog bite dog world of the teenage high school cafeteria. Right. Yeah. Like switching your costume style while it does help in terms of representation doesn't alleviate the dynamics of bullying and cruelty that are happening like case in point we see aisha pull up to the table where sam is sitting with yasmin and moon Mm -hmm. and say sam we can go with sodium and chloride for halloween and you know yasmin just bullies her back and doesn't know what sodium and chloride are doesn't know that's table salt right and Aisha has a great chemistry joke going, but yeah, no one's getting it or there for her. Yeah, and Sam can't go on with her on that because she's already going to be a Laker girl with Yasmin and Moon. So it's just, ugh, it continues. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, back at the strip mall, Johnny has paid Lynn... The uh, the one the the homeless person who begs at that strip mall to hold a giant Cobra Kai arrow sign. You know, she's like, I want math and a burrito. And he was like, you can spend it on whatever you want. That's how money works. Johnny has zero media savvy. He thinks that sign spinning and uh, posting flyers are going to work. I noticed that he's taping the flyers to trees rather than stapling anything to anything yeah he's going around with these flyers he's got his black headband on he Mm -hmm. looks kind of like a has-been sorry billy zabka Mm -hmm. um 
You know, at this point, I'm just wondering, I want to see uh, a cut scene of Johnny going to FedEx Kinko's to get all of this signage and stuff printed up, because it's a relatively, yeah. <laughs> relatively... It doesn't seem like Johnny would be the type to do it at FedEx Kinko's. I think he's probably going to... He doesn't do go Photoshop. Go to a lo- local copy shop, or maybe, like, sneaks into, like, a post office or something and <laughs> gets it done that way. But, I mean, uh, he does drop the great line... Try karate. Kicks get chicks. Yeah, he's trying to talk to these dudes at the basketball court, and he's like, "When yeah. I come, hey, brohams," which I think is not the grammatically correct use of that word, right? And then he's like, "You know, want to come learn karate?" Then they totally diss him. Yeah, he pulls off his headband in dejection. It's very, very sad. Sad Johnny. Sad Johnny's no good. Yet again, Johnny strikes out. Daniel, meanwhile, is ambivalent, not sure what to do. He sneaks into Sam's room after in the evening and is looking at her computer chats. Where he sees that Kyler wants to have time alone with her. Yes. At the Halloween dance, he's going to give her something big. Daniel does not like this uh, because of the the double on challenger that he implies. Yeah. Even though, I mean, is Kyler implying a double entendre? We don't know that yet, but it could go either way. The point is that Daniel reads the worst in, and rather than, like, talking to Sam and asking for her reassurance, he's going behind her back and looking at her chats. That's true. I mean, and that's no bueno. Absolutely. Talk to the women in your life, Daniel. Talk to them for real. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's definitely not going to happen in the... Certainly not in the first half of the season. So, you know, meanwhile, we're going to... Amanda interrupts. Yeah, Amanda interrupts, and Daniel's like... Oh, I I was uh, was having trouble with my wife. I got it working, though, so we're all good. Have you thought about what you want for dinner? I'm thinking about making my broccoli rob. Is Shark Tank on tonight? So back at the dojo, Johnny pulls up, dejected. He has struck Mm -hmm. out. Uh, Lynn has, has put the sign down. She's already eating. Did he pay her in advance? I guess. Anyway, now he's going back to the dojo, and he's just like, ugh, it's over. I'm not going to teach any lessons today. And Miguel is amped. He's like, let's do this. Where have you been? I need you. Let's go. Crazy cat lady decided she was not interested. But uh, Miguel certainly is uh, still interested because he's designed the whole Cobra Kai website. Yeah, he, like, brings his computer in to show Johnny who's already hitting the course banquets out of frustration. And, you know, Johnny was going to cancel class, but now... We can see Miguel opens up his laptop, shows Johnny a website. Maybe he's never even mm-hmm. seen a website in the entirety of his life with like yeah. a, you know an animated snake logo and yeah. personal sign in. And Miguel is so into it, and we can see Johnny's like like hopeful oh, Johnny's, smile. Yeah, Johnny yeah. gets a little proud. No, Miguel really did a bang up job on this uh, on this website. And if you want to do a bang up job on your website, I suggest you check out Cube Space. <laughs> No. No. Okay. Sorry. No. We're no. not. We're not sponsored. I'm just. Uh, we're not sponsored. I'm around. We're not sponsored. And there you see that Johnny is, you know, really touched by Miguel's automatic desire to help him out and help him market the dojo. Mm-hmm. And then his phone rings. I'll uh, call her back later. Hey, was that just rat? Awesome, right? Yeah. That shit is. Dope. Miguel's got rat on his ringtone, uh, which is a great touch. And also, Miguel was listening to 80s metal in his room at the top of the episode. So, Miguel has bought into the Cobra Kai lifestyle hook, line, and sinker at this point. All Johnny needs to do is figure out a way to actualize it. Hopefully, he'll figure that out sooner than later. But he restores Johnny's faith. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny has learned that working with Miguel makes him feel good. Yeah, exactly. And here we are back at the LaRusso Mans. Back at the LaRusso house it's- that evening. Evening. It's dinner time. Sam is explaining that she likes Aisha a lot. She just doesn't want to dress as a molecular compound. Sam is really working over time to try and bridge the divide between her two worlds, and it is not working out. Well, and Amanda is encouraging Sam to do so because as far as Amanda knows, you know, these are legitimate 
good friends on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel, meanwhile, says that he has agreed to chaperone the Halloween dance. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. And she's like, you know, come on. And he's like, well, my mom drove me on dates. So, well, you know what? Politifact rating true. Yes. That, that did actually happen. That did happen. If you're on that Easter egg hunt, that is definitely, yeah, yeah. a callback. If they really want to embarrass Sam, they can just send Daniel's mom, Lucille, in. Now we're back at, I guess, the high school pool. They've got a nice school if they've got a pool. And just as Mr. Miyagi took Daniel to learn how to kick and find balance in the sea in the Karate Kid. Learn balance! Go on, make kick! Learn balance! Johnny is bringing Miguel to this pool, um, but Johnny seems a lot less benevolent than Mr. Miyagi was to Daniel. And Johnny is tying Miguel's hands. Uh, Is this a fraternity initiation? (laughs) It might be. Here's the question that this scene brought to mind with me is is this something crease did to johnny yeah yeah i don't know probably yeah i mean it have to be right he has to get these ideas from somewhere right exactly like there's definitely some very tough love on display here as johnny kicks miguel hands tied into the pool and he's like if you want to live you need to tread water and to tread water you need to kick and uh, but yeah but when miguel's in the water and he's and he's kicking and he can't bring himself up because miguel can't swim johnny has a minute he's like oh my god i should have asked him if he could swim like johnny admonishes himself for forgetting to check if miguel could even swim first we can see that johnny really is like oh shit like johnny's not sure what he's doing mm-hmm. so if these are crease techniques if crease had done it crease would have looked super assured and like i don't care if the kid dies whereas johnny is like oh my gosh like yeah what have i done so he pulls miguel up by the hair tells him drowning is for pussies all right don't be a pussy use your legs <laughs> and then miguel kicks and kicks and finally yeah. surfaces and then we've got a nice montage with with Johnny letting Miguel kick the board. Right. Well, because this is the Karate Kid world, like we learn everything through a montage and we keep and we get this very nice uh this very nice cutting back and forth between kicking practice in the pool and kicking practice in real life. And eventually Miguel gets to a point where he breaks that board. Kicks may get chicks, but kicks also get you oxygen and eventually get you broken board. And you know, they get busted and, and kicked out of the pool because of course Johnny didn't know anybody yeah. there. Yeah. And we can see that Johnny is really beginning to like bond with and, and get excited about Miguel's training. And this is the moment where we see that Johnny is beginning to take himself seriously as a sensei, like yeah. with Miguel. Like he's taking his relationship with Miguel seriously as less than a means to an end and as a person to person. Meanwhile, he's still got those past due bills. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is on Johnny's mind the whole episode. We keep coming back to this is that Miguel may be an eager and good student and enthusiastic but he's only one student he's only one student and he's also poor so you know he's not paying johnny full tuition either johnny's just taken on this apprentice miguel needs to rapidly catch up to where johnny was for crease in high school yeah miguel is you know they've been doing all this training miguel's at the dojo getting dressed for the halloween dance johnny's like i'm taking you to this halloween dance and you're gonna find some more students and miguel puts his costume on and it's like sewn together curtains or moo's and he's like it's my halloween costume started off as deadpool then i think it was spider-man and johnny's like you're poor man <laughs> yeah burn on the yeah. nose yeah pretty harsh johnny but uh i, I- mean Compared to a few scenes ago, I guess that's not the harshest Johnny's been to Miguel this whole episode. No, no. But, like, it's clear that Johnny's like, Well, I can't let you go out like that. We have a reputation up home. And, of course, what other costume is Johnny going to get Miguel? Then classic Cobra Kai skeleton from yeah. Karate Kid 1. Exactly. Yeah. But Miguel is still ultimately, in, at his school, a nerd, right? 
That's true. He walks into the best decorated Halloween dance I have ever seen. Yes. With the DJ. Well, it, they're in California and on TV, so of course they're going to have a banging Halloween party dance. Yeah, he um, walks up to Eli and Dimitri, who are dressed in nerdy costumes. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, Daniel is there talking to Counselor Blatt, who he knows from high school. I think Counselor Blatt might be carrying a torch for Daniel. It is interesting through that conversation and maybe a couple of others it implies that they knew each other in high school so originally i thought counselor blatt was um was like a background character in karate kid one but i think that's just implied it's not explicit johnny is lurking around in the hallways of the high school putting mm-hmm. up cobra kai flyers yeah yeah and meanwhile sam who is hanging out with kyler in her laker girls costume uh, goes over to talk to aisha who's sodium Mm-hmm. Um and says, "Can we hang out sometime soon?" So we can tell that Sam, you know, taking Amanda's advice, trying to trying to keep this friendship going because she does care about Aisha, but she's always thwarted because Yasmin and Moon are there in their Laker girls costumes, wanting to all Instagram with her, and so mm-hmm. she has to go. Like she she's trying to have it both ways. She keeps jumping back and forth from world to world. Something's got to give eventually. The other thing I wanted to point out was Dimitri, Eli, and Miguel make kind of a three musketeers of just being terrible. Uh, <laughs> they're wallflowers the entire dance. They're trying to mack on girls. Uh-huh. But they keep getting scooped by other people in costumes. Yeah. And they can't even hold their punch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're like leaving the floor of the dance because they're delicate flowers. Yeah, and on their way out, Daniel scopes Miguel in that perfect vintage Cobra Kai skeleton outfit. And once again, he gets a traumatic flashback to Karate Kid 1. Specifically to the moment when Johnny and the other Cobra Kais wailed on him before Mr. Miyagi rescued him the night of the Halloween dance. And as his eyes follow them walking out to go to the restroom, he sees a Cobra Kai flyer Mm -hmm. on the wall and he's freaking out. You know, he's following them. He's temporarily forgotten that he's really supposed to be watching Sam. Daniel's in hypervigilant mode, constantly worried. There's Johnny taping up flyers. Taping his Cobra Kai flyers over anti-bullying flyers, I noticed. Is there anything better than Ralph Macchio and Billy Zabka in the same scene? I submit there is not. Uh, Yeah, when these two get together, the sparks fly and, you know, it's a treat every single time. Daniel, already in watchdog mode for Sam, has now kind of transferred that to being just a watchdog in general and is, you know, Johnny should not be skulking around the school hallways after hours under any circumstances, but especially not to be peppering the place with Cobra Kai flyers and, no, and trying early, to recruit. Yeah, and trying to recruit in ways like telling those people who were making out in the hallway, like www. www. Period. Cobra Kai. Period. C-O-M. All lowercase. Uh, he calls up the Cobra Kai web address like your great aunt or something. He's lucky that guy in the chicken suit didn't smash him with an egg. The guy's using real eggs. Oh, my God. I li- yeah, I like Speaking that. of literal Easter eggs. Yes, that's about the most literal Easter egg you can. Nice yeah, work, showrunners. Really, yeah, there's a chicken guy here, too. Yes. What is it with chicken guys? I know. Like, that must, again, be a California thing, right? Really fancy dances and people in chicken suits. Must be. So, you know, Daniel and Johnny have a confrontation. Daniel's like, I just don't know why you'd ever want to bring back Cobra Kai after what your sensei did to you. And Johnny's like, and the lessons worked because I'm not Crease. 
okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And Daniel was like, If you think I'm going to let you fill these kids' heads with that garbage, you're nuts, man. I'm not sure the lessons worked. Okay. In terms of character growth, personal no. growth. Like, well, I think. I mean, I think, they're talking cross purposes. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Johnny's just talking about being able to do sweet kicks, and Daniel's talking about trying to be a better person. Exactly. So, you know, back and forth, like we can tell, once again, it's simmering. It's mm-hmm. not over between those two. Um, meanwhile, Daniel is chasing down uh, Sam and Kyler who walk by. So he doesn't have time to, to you know, again, yeah. our, our hope for a fight yeah, is exactly. stymied. Um, meanwhile, back at the dance, the, the, the dudes are... So out on the floor are three Daenerys Targaryens from Game of Thrones. And they were like, oh, three Daenerys's, three of us. Sounds perfect. Unfortunately, one of them gets scooped by a Doctor Who. Yeah. Which I thought was a nice touch. That was a nice touch. He's going to have trouble when, when he finds out that she can burn things. She's the unburnt. The mother of dragons. The Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea. The breaker of chains. Rightful heir to the Iron Throne. This is Jon Snow. He's king in the north. So Sam and Kyler are gone. Um, but meanwhile, on the dance floor, Yasmin is making plans to hurt Aisha. Mm. Uh, to bully Aisha. Yeah. Uh, but Sam doesn't see that because she and Kyler are in a classroom hiding and Kyler has asked Sam to help loosen his belt so he can give her something. Yeah. And this is the extremely inopportune moment. Where Daniel scopes them through the window of the classroom. Daniel bursts in. And busts in, yes. And is like... I knew there was something off about you and you wouldn't eat the Toro. And Kyler's like, no, no, I just wanted to give her this bracelet. It belonged to my grandma. Burn. Okay, well. Yeah, uh, Sam is, you know, Daniel is dead to Sam at this moment. She she bails. Daniel has completely screwed it up. Yeah. Uh, Sam runs back, and now everything's going from bad to worse. Sam's there just in time to catch Yasmin in the prestige, pulling her latest cyberbully move on Aisha by posting unflattering stuff of her to Instagram. She takes a picture of Aisha eating Cheetos, writes an unflattering yeah. caption, and then yeah. posts it to social media. Yeah. She Real- CCs everyone in the school. So in that moment, like all the goodwill that Sam has tried to reclaim with Aisha is flushed away. Is flushed away. Aisha has become a target for the whole school. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in the bathroom, our three nerd boys are hanging out when, uh-oh, here come all the bullies. Yeah. They are dressed as Captain Hook and his crew. And we overhear uh, Brooks and Kyler talking about how Sam's dad foiled his attempt to give Sam a fake bracelet. You had her in the palm of your dick. Yeah, so apparently Kyler's game is fake sincerity like one kyler's playing a dangerous game and two he's playing a very sophisticated pickup game where he fakes sincerity apparently right up until the last moment once miguel gets word of this that really sets him off and he uses the opportunity to practice one of his new awesome kicks on kyler yeah miguel's trying to strike hard like lesson two but it's not yeah, see, Miguel doesn't have quite the entire skill set yet, so while he was able to down Kyler momentarily with a sweet kick, he has none of the other tools of having karate or self-defense training, and so immediately everyone else uh, in Kyler's crew grabs him and drags him well, into Eli, the back of the locker room. Eli and Dimitri have fled, so oh, yeah. so it's just it's just Miguel at this point getting mm-hmm. getting his ass kicked. There's nothing redeeming about Kyler. There's no appeal to doing things right. He right. just has a lacrosse stick and is beating the crap out of Miguel while Johnny is standing outside. 
the locker room in the hallway or the restroom locker room area. He's in the hallway mm-hmm. looking at old pictures. And, and strangely enough, we see Elizabeth yeah. Shoes Alley in a picture holding a football. And Yeah, Johnny's caught in a fugue state momentarily, um, <laughs> but he's also conveniently next to that locker room door when Kyler and his crew pour out, which then prompts Johnny to investigate. And that's when he sees Miguel crumpled and beaten on the locker room floor it's a pretty bracing moment for johnny and for the show in general yeah i mean like again zabka's acting nails it his face just is is you know shock resolved and horrified at the sight of miguel mm-hmm. in a pile on the floor um that's the end of escaletto you need something to justify yourself So I think that brings us to the point in this episode where, in summary, Jenny. Yeah. What do you think of this episode? Oh, my gosh. There's so much going on in this episode because this is the first one where we get to see everyone, all these moving parts in the same place together, virtually Mm -hmm. the entire cast. Oh, that's true. Like, this is more of an ensemble show where it's like we got a lot of moving parts. Everybody's got something to do. Yeah. I mean, kudos to the writers, to all those people working on this because because they did a good job of having all these characters play off each other in ways that feel true to themselves and not like a plot device. So that's hard to do. And I think that the episode does a great job of pushing us towards act two. Mm-hmm. Like, it sucks to see all these characters suffer. It sucks to, well, suffer. They're not suffering bad yet. I mean, Miguel is suffering. And, and Daniel is in angst. You know, these characters are in angst mode. Mm. And, um, you know, even Johnny, because the Brohams insulted him, and he's worried about money. This is an episode where you're like, oh, man, I really care about these characters. You can see the potential for what's to come, but not. But everybody is still kind of, everybody's still kind of awkward, and they don't have all their stuff together yet i mean as characters they're very clear yeah but their situations like all human situations are fraught and difficult it's like johnny's dojo itself the potential is there but it's still unfinished yeah like if in episode two we learned that we were going to sympathize with both johnny and daniel like it Mm -hmm. wasn't just johnny's pov the whole show episode three is where we really get that oh my god this isn't just a comedy this isn't just a fun like walk down memory lane these showrunners, this crew, this cast, they are bringing new stories and we're, oh, oh no, like, oh shit, I'm invested in these characters. And that this is the moment where I think for us, the binge began. Yeah. Like we just like, we're like, all right, we're binge watching this because we go. knew then that we had to see what was going to happen with these characters. And so it's also worth noting episodes one and two of Cobra Kai, we tend to talk about the people who run this show or direct and all that is one is an entity as if they're a collective like the Borg. Well, yeah. But in fact, they are three people, uh, John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg and Josh Hild. Right. And uh, the first two episodes, uh, Ace Degenerate and Strike First, mm-hmm. were directed by Her- Hurwitz and Schlossberg. And episode three was directed by Jen Salata. Jen Salata, yeah. Jen Salata. Beans how i would pronounce it. oh jen i hope that's how you pronounce your name i think thus far the only director who isn't a showrunner and so it's cool to see uh such a complex episode um directed by a new person who's also a, a woman so what is happening in this episode like what does this episode do at this point in the series we are establishing that johnny is building a relationship with miguel the person mm-hmm. um we're establishing that miguel is do or die cobra kai 
all the way. Well, yeah, one of the things that Johnny said to Miguel when he was having him kick was like, Cobra Kai never dies. Like in, under the, mm-hmm. these, these extreme situations, Miguel is being socialized yeah. in the teachings of Cobra Kai, not just in karate, but in like Cobra Kai ethos. This may be the most attention that Miguel's gotten from an adult father figure in his life. And so he has hooked into that hard. Yeah, and I think that with Daniel, we're seeing that Daniel doesn't have friends, mm-hmm. true friends that he can talk to, he or peers, uh, except Amanda. Right. But he doesn't have male friends. He doesn't have, he has nothing but his worries. Right. Which is ironic given all the good things that have gone right in his life. And Daniel doesn't know how to do his best and then let it go with Sam. Right. In fairness, I'd be pretty upset too if I saw a dude having my daughter unbuckle his belt <laughs> right. I'm, well, I mean, there's a lot of like, I think this is an effect of the show riding the line between comedy and drama. They do set up these drawing room comedy premises where it's like, oh, Daniel busts in and he sees Sam trying to unbuckle Kyler's belt for presumably nefarious purposes. But no, Kyler was just trying to give her a bracelet. Oh, but no, actually fake out again. Kyler's bracelet is fake and he has a fake sincerity routine. To try to get in bed with Sam. To try and get in bed with Sam. Yeah. Daniel and Johnny, at this point, Daniel's telling Johnny, if you think I'm going to fill these kids' heads with that crap, you've got another thing coming, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's we don't know what Daniel's going to try and do. We just know that... Yeah. That this is early days and Daniel is not having it. Much like in Karate Kid, Daniel finds himself on the defensive for the majority of, uh, of you know, the first, at least the first half of this season, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's scrambling to play catch up to Sam, to Johnny, to, you know, whatever else is to going. To Anthony and his... And yeah. his- yeah whatever his gaming device yeah exactly yeah i mean the thing is like also we see that that sam is like her conflict Mm -hmm. about who to who to run with is becoming stronger yeah and she is gonna learn that she can't have it both ways right yeah so um at this point it feels like Miguel may never get it together or Johnny's like, Johnny's like, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Mm -hmm. And you know that Miguel is an ungroomed bonsai tree at this point. Bonsai tree. Well, I mean, no one's going to help Miguel find his roots because he's not working with Mr. Miyagi, right? He's working with Johnny and Johnny's all about channeling your aggression. Mm -hmm. Like for Miguel, he didn't strike Kyler because he had, it was in a situation where he could fight righteously. He struck Kyler because he was mad. Yeah. So, you know, that's something that Miguel has not yet learned. At this point, we don't know if he's going to learn it. Yeah. And Johnny doesn't know how important it is for Miguel to learn that. For Johnny, it's just like the lessons work. Be badass. Yeah. For me, this episode is great because of all the, the callbacks mm-hmm. to the original Karate Kid. I mean, in, you know, instead of Princess Leia, Ali is Princess Leia, we see girls as Daenerys. Um, yeah yeah so there are all these moments where you feel that this is the karate kids world i don't like watching miguel get the tar beaten out of him i don't like watching daniel be look like an idiot when he's right about kyler even Mm -hmm. though he's going about the wrong way yeah and i hate watching aisha get bullied yeah so my sense is the episode is fantastic because i feel so many feelings um Mm -hmm. it's just so such early days like i want to know what's going to happen with all these characters 
Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel like, no spoilers, but I think we'll also see this a little bit with the next episode, is if we're thinking of the whole season as a movie, then yeah, this first third is pretty tough to watch because this is all like downhill slide. Like we have to basically dig our protagonists whether it's johnny or daniel or sam or whoever like we need to dig them into as deep a hole as we can so that they can spend the rest of the season scrambling out of it and trying to get back to where they need to be and so watching these first couple episodes is really harsh because you're like watching all these characters get bullied or you know get deceived yeah and and they don't know what to do with their feelings Mm -hmm. like the other thing is it's not just that these characters we like them it's that they have feelings and we see them making wrong choices based upon the imperfect tools that they've been given i think that this is great uh i i just wish that that it didn't suck so hard to be a teenager Mm. And I wish that Johnny wouldn't run from himself as much. I wish that Johnny had a sense of like why he was doing this mm-hmm. and what he was really looking for. Because I think then he would he would teach Miguel in ways that are better and he would be better to himself. Yeah. And I just wish that Daniel knew that he needed more for himself rather than just worrying about his family all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then I think that wraps it up for Escaleto. So next time we will pick up with Cobra Kai episode four. Cobra Cobra Kai Kai never dies. dies. Until then, I've been Colin. I've been Jenny. Thanks for listening. See you around the Miyagi-verse. This podcast has been produced and hosted by Colin Kennedy and Jenny Carlson. Our music is by Chepo. You can find us online at areyoukaratekiddingme.com and wherever you download podcasts.